Hey everyone, welcome or welcome back to the latest episode of the CS School podcast, where we speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. This episode is brought to you by Vitaly, the all-in-one customer success platform. Take a qualified demo with the Vitaly team and get a free pair of AirPods. Vitaly maximizes the productivity, visibility, and collaboration for your CS team, helping to increase NRR and streamline operations. With Vitaly, your team can focus on the tasks and work that matter, while powerful automation takes care of the routine stuff. See why Vitaly is trusted by leading B2B CS teams. Visit vitaly.io forward slash CSC today to schedule your demo and get your AirPods. Right, let's get stuck in though. Hi everyone, my name's Grace Gupta and I'm the copywriter here at Custom Success Collective. Now joining me on the podcast today is Romiel Numbisi. Romiel is an experienced software professional with a background in customer success management, partner onboarding and corporate sales. Throughout Romeo's career, he successfully managed portfolios ranging from dozens of customers to hundreds, implemented growth strategies at startups and public companies alike, and delivered complex projects to drive revenue growth and customer retention. Now, for many people in the current macroeconomic climate, there's no sure guarantee you'll get that next promotion or bag that coveted new role. It's tough out there. But in this episode, Romeo and myself chat about the crucial ways CSMs can make themselves shine when applying for jobs. We chat about interviewing techniques, resume curation, all the way to networking. A lot of valuable insights to get shared in this episode, so it's definitely not one to be missed. Hi, Romeo. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Thank you very much for having me, Grace. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm brilliant. Yeah, really excited to have you on the pod. We've been having a few chats before this, and we're talking about a really exciting topic. Today, we're going to be talking about navigating the CS hiring journey, which I'm sure for a lot of people listening in and part of the customer success wider community, this is something that, you know, is always going to be important, but also like probably probably more relevant now than ever in the current economy, where there are probably mm-hmm. maybe a few more redundancies and a few more people, or even people just looking for the next position and uh, wanting to level up. But before we get into the ins and outs of it, could you first, for our listeners, explain how you got into customer success? And I'd like to know a bit about your your kind of your overall vision for customer success, you know, how you operate as sure. a as a CSM? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I got into it, uh, I guess I'll start from the beginning. My background in SaaS started in 2015 when I was hired as a BDR at a, a late stage uh, software company by the name of Black Duck Software um, that, that has since been merged with and absorbed into uh, Synopsys. Um, but I started there as a BDR and, and within about a year I was hired, to, hired I put into a senior sales role, um, and I did that for about three and a half years. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I learned a lot, um, but I found that um, sales wasn't really for me. Um, you know, I, I found that I really had a, an interest in learning more about the post-sales process and what kind of happened after the contract was signed, what happened with the customers. Then I, I, I got a little bored with just um, signing the customers to a contract and then having to move on to the next one. Um, so when I when I moved on from Black Duck, uh, I decided that I wanted to try my hand at customer success, and I did so um, when I got hired at uh, Experian um, in their uh, in their data management division. Um, so that uh, back in 2019, so that was my first foray into customer success. 
Um, and yeah, really, it was just looking to, um, you know, to better understand the more holistic customer journey and not just where it stopped at sales. Um, and as far as how I see customer success, I think really the way I see it as is kind of looking at the customer's journey from basically start to finish and ensuring that they have support along the whole way. So I, I see it as kind of a, a broad mix of a lot of things, sales, of support, um, of, of product development as well. Um, you know, the CS role, um, my first boss described it to me as as being kind of a quarterback. Um, I understand that's an American sports reference, so I'll, uh, I'll clarify for right. non-American listeners. But, um, but basically, you know, a quarterback is a person who calls the plays, who's in charge of, of calling the play and, and executing. Um, and that's really how I see it uh, as it relates to customers, making sure that um, I'm marshalling resources behind the scenes internally to, to effectively support them, um, being their voice inside our organization and also being the organization's voice to them. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real, it's a role that's a, a real melting pot of lots of different skills, isn't it? Um, it really um, is. Yeah. It's. I think it's one of the most interesting things about it, especially when I speak to people like yourself in the, you know, in the role in the industry. Um, it's always fascinating to me how many, how many plates are being spun, <laughs> um, yes. and it's not just, yeah. it's not just, you know a whacking a post sales label on it because that i think that does a bit of a disservice to it if you know what i mean Mm. it's um so many so many interesting parts to it like you said a bit of sales a bit of support product development you know there's i don't know i I really i really love speaking to people like you because it's always i don't know it's always it's always just really interesting to me but um anyway it's fun yeah that's that's exactly what i love about it it's it's um keeping many places spinning at once so if you're the sort of person who likes to touch a lot of different areas of a business and and be multidisciplinary and you know learn different things at once uh, uh, customer success is a great career career to look into i think yeah oh definitely so today we're going to be talking about really kind of almost how to get your foot in the door when you are mm-hmm. either so this is probably applicable for people who are you know perhaps maybe slightly you know wanting the next challenge don't want to say bored of their current role but you know looking for the next challenge and wanting to sure. either you know move up and into a different company or you know, move up internally or actually could be, you know, in between jobs and looking for that next CS role. There are loads of, you know, I think all this, what we're going to talk about today is super applicable to majority of people in, you know, who are looking for their next role and trying to figure out, you know, from interview interviews to how to position themselves, you know, you know, in order to get that interview. So it's a bit of a minefield. I think, I mean, probably in any, any industry, it's always a bit, slightly nerve-wracking when you're going into a job search you know I I, I think mm-hmm. people, I don't know maybe some people really love it I certainly have never really really enjoyed it. it's always been a bit <laughs> always been I'd say stressful might be a little bit of a <laughs> an understatement but um to kick things off when we people when people think about uh any job hunt it's usually the first place to start is with your resume right I think you yeah. need to you need to make sure it's like in good nick you know you need to make sure you know if it's not up to date you need to make sure you highlight the right experience because you know if you're sending off uh, sending off a resume to a job and it's you know out out of date or it's not actually showcasing you to the best of your ability it could you know cost you your dream job so i was wondering to you know kick things off would you be able to share any tips that you've learned along the way for crafting a standout you know, resume tailored towards customer success, you know, and are there, 
I don't know, maybe some key elements that people who are listening could include to sort of catch the attention of, you know, either a recruiter or straight, you know, to, the, to employers? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, you know, I think a lot of this is, is fairly standard, but from what's been shared with me um, and from what I've, I've found has is, is been the most effective, I think one is, is definitely, as you alluded to, highlighting your achievements. And I think the, really the best way to go about that is to make sure that you're including achievements that are quantifiable um, and highlighting the impact that it had on the organization. So, you know, if you're, for example, responsible for an initiative that, uh, that you know, stopped a customer from walking out the door, you know, say that, right? And and don't just say that, but make sure that you, you include, um, you know, I was in, I was instrumental in retaining X customer who is worth X to the business a year, you know, over the life of how, how this contract. So it makes it easy for a hiring manager to see a quantifiable impact that you have on, on the organization. I think that's, that's really critical. Um, I think being able to speak to experience that you have in change management is also very important. I've, I've, I've come to come to realize that that's, that's a big element of it as well, because as CSMs, you know, we're usually at the forefront of, of, um, of organizational change, both internally and also with our customers. We're usually um, in a pretty good position to, to understand, you know, um, assuming you know, that you're all tapped in um, with management at the customer, you're in a pretty good position to understand, um, you know, what they might be thinking for the next year or for the next six months. Um, and also, of course, you know, you know what's going on at your own company as well. So being able to, to help navigate changes um, and being able to demonstrate that you're good at that is, is something that you want to highlight in the resume as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. I think yeah. it's all, yeah, it's definitely all about making sure that you, there's no point saying something on your CV, your, your resume, sorry, CV, see over here in the UK. But yeah. okay. <laughs> I keep wanting to keep slipping yeah. it on your resume. Um, no, okay. There's no point putting it if, you know, you, it's kind of like you've got to show, you've got to, it's, it's a bit like show and tell, you know, you've got to, there's no yes. point writing on there because it could mean nothing to a recruiter or an employer. You know, if you back it yeah. up with, like you said, data, I think that's going to really make it sort of shine, I think. Yeah. Right. right. Um, I think, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, go. Uh, the, the best piece of advice I was given on a resume is that, um, you know, it's, it's there to help you tell your story. So what you want to do is include enough information so the hiring manager is intrigued enough to want to learn more, mm. right? So include, include pieces that, uh, you know, sort of prompts that allow you to, in an interview, expand on it and really tell the story of how you, how you impacted an organization positively. I think that, and again, I, th I think, you know, a, a lot of people on some level inherently understand that, but, um, you know, just from my own experience, I've, I've been in situations where uh, I've, I've spoken to hiring managers and, you know, I got to the interview stage, but they, and I, you know, I'm, I'm recounting an experience to them and they've said to me, wow, I would not have gotten that from your resume. Your resume didn't, didn't make that clear. Um, which was helpful feedback for me. Mm. So for the next time, I can I can make sure my resume does make that clear. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I mean, good mm. of them to sort of give you that sort of tip because you, you there's nothing worse than going in blind and then going to the next right. one, and the next one, and you not having picked that kind of tweak that um, I don't know mistake right. or something. Yeah. Um, perfect. Yeah. So I think discuss the resume. Like when you go into an interview obviously that's like the main event you know you know what would you say in your experience you know job hunting are like what are what you know what are the classic common mistakes that you should 
avoid um and what are perhaps you know rather mean all doom and gloom you know for, in your experience what are like you know best practices when to showcase relevant experience in a customer success role you know and you also want to sorry I'm just going on a bit of a tangent here you also want to be able to show that you're a good fit for that role so how would you yeah so sorry break that up in first what are the best practices and what are common mistakes for an interview for a customer success role sure I think um, I think common mistakes for an interview. I think uh, you know if for people who are are sort of nervous talkers like me, I think uh, there's maybe a, a tendency to to overshare and, and overexplain. You know because you're maybe you get uncomfortable with the pause and silence and you keep talking. But I think it's I think it's a very useful skill to give a to be able to give a detailed but concise answer. Um, so that's that's helpful. Um, I think also you know just. I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this, but being inauthentic is is a really common pitfall. I think people feel the need when they go into interviews, understandably to present the best best version of themselves, mm -hmm. which is correct. But I think so I think we have a tendency to take that overboard and, and assume that we have to be be you know the most most polished version and and you know you risk losing something there because I think a lot of hiring managers, you know, once you've gotten to the interview stage, they're fairly certain that you at least have the basic qualifications. What they really want is to get a sense of you as a person. And I think too many people, when they when they interview, they forget to uh, you know include their own their own personality. Um, so th those are the kind of the common mistakes and pitfalls I see. As far as tips for success, um, of course, you know the obvious: be prepared. You know, know know as much as you absolutely can about the company, um, about the role itself. Um, I, whenever I'm in an interview, I always like to ask about, and, and you know, this is kind of uniquely applicable to customer success since it's a, it's a newer discipline, but I always like to ask about the origin of the role and what, what spawned the need for customer success yeah. within this organization and why are you looking to add more CSM at this time? Is it because the organization is growing and you need you have more customers you need to support? Is it because your current CSMs are burnt out and you need more to help them with their workload? Um, is it you know because you need to hit some uh, growth numbers uh, to show you know employee growth for you know funding purposes? Um, I always like to, to to understand why an organization is is looking to invest in, in their CS organization and why they're looking to do so now. Mm. I think it's I think it's a uh, I think that's a telling question that will that will help you as a candidate decide really um if you're if you're barking up the right tree, so to say. Yeah, definitely. Because also I imagine, um, again, I think most listeners probably know I do not actually work in customer success. So I want to preface that, but mm. I imagine that because customer success is interpreted so differently and it really works to the fit of the organization in question. So you know where your last role might have been it could be completely different and you could have completely different day-to-day -day responsibilities in this you know for example if you're interviewing for a new role so you might not necessarily have a health score at the moment you know you might not be able to, you might so it's quite important i guess to sort of gauge where the company is at themselves because then it'll give you a better idea i'm assuming of really like are you coming in at the very beginning or is it more established exactly that kind of thing because that's gonna impact because you you know for some for somebody you might not be you might you might have a clear idea of where you what you actually want to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis whereas certain orgs might not quite offer that or you might be the other way around it might be a bit too much for your you know what I mean so it's quite yeah interesting one actually 
Yeah, no, you, you raise a great point. It, it's a good way for the candidate to assess kind of what situation they're walking into and if it's matched up to their, you know, to their skill set, to their personal professional goals, um, you know, to their working style, to their management style. And, and you know, if, if you find that it's not, then then you have the opportunity to, you know, opt out. And, and, if, and if it is, then, yeah, you can obviously continue. Yeah, no, really interesting, though. So think, thinking about what you just said, um, since we're on the topic of interviews, um, mm -hmm. obviously the way you present yourself and the way, I mean, when I say present yourself, I don't mean like just physically. I mean, the way you sort of, you know, showcase yourself is so, mm -hmm. so like vital at this point because it's all very much, they don't properly know you yet. They don't, you know, they've, they've seen your, they've seen your resume. They've obviously mm -hmm. like, if you get to the stage, they like what you, they like what they see, but mm -hmm. it's really kind of, I guess, up to the candidate to sort of, showcase themselves so I was quite interested to know your take on how storytelling <laughs> works during this interview process because yeah. you know how can a candidate effectively communicate their experience and their achievements in like a compelling way and a memorable way because you don't want to be reading off their resume because they've already seen that haven't they they've already like you know obviously you're going to be you've got jumping off points but how do you you know how how do you how yeah, I'd quite like to know a little bit about storytelling because you mentioned sure. we first spoke about you. You've um, you've been sort of coaching. Uh, you talked. We've spoken about counselling and coaching for job interviews, and yeah, I was just wondering if you've got any like nuggets of wisdom to share with anyone who might be, you know, looking for their next role. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you're right. I've I've recently um had the the good fortune of, of receiving some some coaching and some feedback on on storytelling during interviews um really what i find what's important is is making sure that you tell the story in a way that you know obviously clearly illustrates whatever the core sort of central theme or challenge was um what you did to you know to to make things better what your your role was and then what the tangible impact was after so kind of breaking it into kind of thinking of it as like a three-act play is kind of how I think about it, you know, beginning, middle, end, hmm. um, and, you know, weaving those things together, but always making sure that you're keeping um, uh, the the impact of the customer at the forefront of the story, um, if, if that makes sense. But uh, I think, yeah, I, I, think, I think for storytelling, it's, you know, some people are more comfortable with it than others. Some, some people are definitely just not comfortable talking about themselves. Some people are comfortable talking about themselves. So, um, it, 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 you know, it depends on kind of your your comfort level there. But I think there's a way to to um, you know effectively communicate your experience, even if you're not the most comfortable storyteller. And I think the the best way to do that is is like I said, you know, just kind of rely on that on that kind of structured approach. You know, the presenting the situation, you know, the analysis, the challenge your role in it and, and what the, um, what the overall, what the overall outcome was. Perfect. That's not, that sounds really, really good. It's definitely something I think most people probably could take on board as well, regardless mm -hmm. of, uh, of their role. Um, so I was wondering before, before we, um, sat down for this recording, I think it's fair to say that customer success really lends itself to its humane characteristics. I think some, you know, some mm -hmm. people might call them soft skills, but, you know, mm. things like things that are so crucial to the role, like being able to empathize or yes. you know, being a good, yes. being a, not just being a good listener, being a great listener, being positive. Yes. Um, but what specific still skills and qualities do have you found that employees look for in potential candidates? And like, I guess 
you know, how can candidates highlight these skills and qualities during the hiring process? Sure. In my experience, um, big things have been change management, which I think I alluded to earlier. People yeah. who are who are comfortable with change, who are comfortable with things kind of turning on a dime. Um, and this is a skill that, I mean, for me personally, I, I developed it um, working at, you know, a series of, of kind of smaller startups um, and then also at larger public companies. Also, I've, I've had the benefit of being in, in both environments and kind of being comfortable managing change in both environments. Um, but if you're not someone who has that experience, I think just being able to highlight um, how you've managed change in your own life and, and in your own career, whatever context um, made sense for your current role, I think is, is really valuable. Um, I think also empathy and active listening, as also you, you, you alluded to, is incredibly important. Um, I can't tell you how many situations I've been in as a CSM myself where just being able to level with the customer on a human level and, and just sort of meet them where they are and make them feel heard and understood has made things so much better and has turned situations that could have easily gone awry, um, you know, to, to something positive. So that's, that's definitely important. Um, if you can demonstrate that you are comfortable with conflict resolution, that's also very important. Um, also related to uh, the change management, I, I should also include communication uh, related to that because I, I think one big thing with, with customers and I think part of the reason the CSM function is so vital is um, that we are, you know, we're interviewing the customer and, and our organization and being able to make changes that are happening internally that would impact that is also very important. And of course, being able to communicate things from the customer side that would impact us is, uh, is crucial as well. So not just change management, but being being comfortable in, in communication is a, is a vital skill. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think the change management thing is something that I I probably wouldn't even thought of, but it's it, now, now you said it, it sounds it's like so obvious like you it's got to be like a stand one of the most standout ways that you can really impress you know prospective employees like definitely um yeah absolutely that's 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 the com that's been the common refrain i've, I've heard in in, uh, in a lot of my interviews thus far so. okay interesting love that so i'd quite like to now to segue onto something different um sure. so like i want to talk about i would like us both to talk about how to boost your interview and make the most of the time you have in it because you know once you've gone through your experience your resume etc like how should a candidate showcase their knowledge and enthusiasm for the field because we touched upon that but you need you want to be personable but you also don't want to overshare which i definitely yeah. have a tendency to do you want to showcase your personality but you also want to be you know succinct which i, I don't know i can i can talk for it like forever so but like mm. for example like what's this like effective you know you kind of want to show your enthusiasm but you don't want to be talking for i guess i don't know i don't know is there is there a time limit on how much you can talk about industry trends and developments because you want to show you're keen you want to show you're keen but sure. you kind of want to do it You've only got a certain amount of time. I think that's what the pre that's probably what on most people's minds whenever they go into an interview. They're they're kind of wanting to give the best version of themselves, but within a constrained amount of time. So, yeah. What in your experience, you know, what, what are some of the like effects? You know, so let, so let me break that up a bit. I'd like to know like what are effective ways they are to stay up to stay up to date with industry trends, but also how you should sort of spin that into the interview in the best possible light, if you get, kind of get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the great things about the CS industry is that there's been a lot of um, professional development 
resources um, becoming available in the last sort of five, five years, even sort of last sort of two years. Um, you know, even organizations like this one, like the Customer Success Collective um, and its existence are, are, are proof of that. Um, but I, I think just trying to keep your finger on the pulse of, of develop, professional development resources that are available and, and doing your best to, to keep up with those is, is, is vital. In terms of how to communicate that during an interview, to be honest, that's something that I've struggled with as well. Um, you know, because you're right, you, there is the urge to kind of present yourself in the best light and show how knowledgeable you are, but you also don't want to over talk and, and bore the hiring manager. Um, what I've found, something that, that I've been asked quite, a, quite frequently in, in interviews and something I actually enjoy talking about and I think might be useful for, for candidates is being able to, to really um, uh, effectively explain what it is about CS that appeals to you personally. Um, what it is about you as an individual that that makes you right for CS, what it is that you enjoy about it. Um, I was talking with a friend, a fellow CSM, about this uh, a few weeks back, um, and she was telling me that, you know, the reason she became a CSM is that, kind of what I was alluding to earlier, she's just the sort of person who is naturally curious and who likes to know a little bit about everything and who likes to be involved in a little bit about everything. And she's... Um, she was very able. She was able to very effectively tell that story um, when she was going through her her interview process. So she's able to explain to them, you know, why CS kind of matches with her personality, and she was able to give personal anecdotes from her mm. life um, where she exhibited behaviors that you would expect from a CSM, like change management, like good communication, like conflict resolution, like we were like we were discussing. Um, so I think being able to tie it back to your personal life and, and yeah. your personality is is uh, important. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, uh, an employer doesn't want really doesn't want to get the sense of their, when they're sitting down in an interview they don't want to be hiring someone who they who basically just I mean I know we all want a job at the end of the day we all want to be employed mm-hmm. we need it to buy things and to like sustain our lives yeah um, but I guess employees want to see beyond that you know right. to see they want somebody to really want it and not just to be something they're just gonna like. I don't know. I'm not one for like, I would never be one for like, if, you know, managing people, expecting them to work later or anything like that. But, you know, somebody that just, what's the, what's the right term? You know what I mean? So just, who just literally just leaves it at the door and doesn't really care or is just doing yeah. it, take passing the time between them. Like they want someone who's proactive and actually mm. it means something to them, you know? So I think that's a really good tip actually. Yeah. I quite like that. Exactly. Oh yeah, no. I, it's it's been it's been very useful for me. I, I think, and I, I see what you're getting at. It's hard to kind of kind of differentiate between wanting some. You know, you don't expect someone to no. kill themselves for the role. You also don't want someone who's doing the bare minimum. Either. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I, I think you just yeah yeah yeah. You want to know that. I think for me, the, the way I think of it is that you want to know that that person really feels that this is the right role for them, and that this is part of their own professional development plan. Because I think they're more likely to invest more of themselves in it and take it seriously as a person who's just stumbled into it and maybe is figuring out, still figuring yeah. out what they what they want. Yeah, someone who's quite, I guess, quite clear-minded and knows that this is knows that this is the right path for them and can explain exactly. why. I guess you know. Yeah, that's a, that's rude. That's very that's very interesting. Um, so, okay, I kind of want to do like a little just sort of ask you i want to basically just want to pick your brain about everything towards the hiring sure. to do with the hiring process of cm and custom success so let's picture sure. this you've got an interview booked for next week 
and you are, you know, you're cramming in your prep in advance, um, you know, at some point you're going to ask, be asked about behavioral and situational type interview questions, you know, they're a given, but for some, I guess, I guess some people thrive off that, but others, you know, might require a little more, you know, they might, you know, might require to take a little bit more care and consideration to make sure their experience really sings. Um, mm. But so for, for people who exactly, you know, it's not for some, for most of us, it's not natural mm. to like talk, like talk, sing their own praises. I know for me, I'm very yeah. self-deprecative. Yeah. Um, you yeah. want, it's, it, it can be a bit uncomfortable for some people to be like, this is why I'm great, which is essentially what you've got to do in an interview, but in a non, yeah, I guess, arrogant way but what strategies do you think people who might require a little more consideration uh what can they employ to provide really thoughtful and impactful responses for me it wasn't helpful uh, as someone who is also not super comfortable talking about themselves um for context for me what's been helpful has been framing it as not so much bragging about yourself but being able to highlight what it is you're proud of having accomplished and what the positive impact of that was on the organization. I think that's, that's a slightly more sort of neutral way of, of being able to look at it. I think it makes it easier to kind of frame your mind uh, around, at least for me personally, yeah. um, you know, because when I'm, when I'm in an interview and, and, and I get asked, you know, what's, what's an accomplishment of yours? What's, uh, what's uh, an initiative that you led that you're proud of? Um, you know, my my mind, obviously, like everybody else, my mind reverts to the to the you know stories that I have ready that I've um, that I've pulled from my experience and, and feel comfortable discussing. Um, so I think just having those having those uh, on hand is, is helpful. But yeah. um, I, I definitely understand what you mean. It's it's it, there's kind of an instinct you have to fight to feel like you feel like you're not you don't want to brag. Um, yeah. And I think just the best way of, 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 of getting past that is, is remembering that, you know, the hiring manager is asking you this because they want to understand, you know, what you bring to the table. I, I, you know, ego is, is, is taken out of it. Um, so I, I don't think yeah. that's, um, that's something you need to worry too much about unless you're, you know, talking for 10 minutes on end about how fantastic you are. Then maybe, <laughs> then maybe you dial it back a little bit, but if you're not doing that, I think you're okay. Yeah, no, it's good. And it's, imp it's important to reinforce that. Like they've, they're asking you these questions because they genuinely want to know. It's not like you're boring. Yes. Again, unless you're talking for 10, 20 right. minutes about, I don't know, what your dog did this morning because like right. or something like that, which oh, for some companies yeah. that might work. That might be that might be the selling point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know. <That's> right. <laughs> um, all right, I'm, I'm conscious of time. So I really want to move on to this very, very important part of job searches. Sure. I think it's probably one of the, it's probably the core reason um, this community, Custom Success Collective, like exists. You know, if there wasn't a need mm -hmm. for this, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. We wouldn't be, you know, writing articles, putting on events, but networking, mm -hmm. networking, networking, networking can play a fundamental yes. role in finding the right customer success role. Like, Absolutely. so you know, in your experience of hiring and job hunting, how can CSMs tap into this? to a network uh, and leverage their contacts, I guess, to kind of, you know, you never know what's around the corner. You could, you know, uncover like a hidden job opportunity you didn't really know, or I don't know, game referrals. Like how, how would somebody who maybe hasn't ever networked before, you know, and is looking to, I guess, enter that, you know, sort of turn over that, you know, leaf and find out more about it. How, how, what would you 
what would you recommend? Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one because networking, I think, is one of those things where it, there is no one objective right way to do it. Um, you know, different different approaches work for, for different people. I think what's worked for me uh, and what I think might be, be helpful is, you know, knowing what your your strengths and, and your interests are and trying to align yourself with people who have similar ones, um, but also recognizing where um, you have uh, areas of improvement and, and making a deliberate effort to, to connect with people who can help you with that as well. People who can help you develop a skill set maybe that you need to be successful. So, you know, if, if you're a CSM who's, um, or if you're someone uh, aspiring CSM, let's say, who maybe doesn't have the communication skills that you'd like, maybe you're not as comfortable with um, speaking as you'd like to be, you know, um, signing up for things like, uh, um, what's the organization? I think it's Toastmasters, where, where you go and you you learn to go get more comfortable with public speaking, things like that. Um, you know, that, that's just one example, you know, going, networking towards the, the thing that you need to, um, to develop more. Um, that's been helpful for me. And in terms of, you know, my personal my personal career and job search i've you know i've i've had everything i've had everything from finding jobs just from straight applications to um finding finding jobs from you know relationships that i've developed and cultivated with recruiters over time who've been able to um to um tap me into to job searches that i would or job openings that i wouldn't have known about otherwise um so i think developing those relationships is, is important as well um mm. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, like, yeah there's, just, there's, a, there's a lot of different answers to it, I think. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it was, it's quite a broad question, to be honest. But I was, you know, yeah. it's also, once, say, if you've got, I don't know, how many LinkedIn connections or, you know, you're part of a Slack group, it's always good, I guess, having that network. But uh, it's a bit of a mercenary term, like capitalizing off it. But that's, you know, it's really, really what networking is about. You wanting to, there's no point just sitting on a pile of connections that, you know, you're not using. How do you, how how do you like, I don't know, like, again, if you're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying for not non-proactive people, but you know, it's quite hard when you are perhaps in between jobs and to motivate yourself to keep putting yourself out there, like speaking as a a bit of an introvert, like, so you want to be able to sort of maintain these connections or, uh, or, you know, how, it's not an easy feat, is it? Like how, I mean, how would you, how does one go about that? Would you say like, as you know, you're part of a, a custom success com- um, community. Um, I was just, yeah, curious to know like any tips for how you sort of maintain your sort of, you know, pool of connections. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. Um, and it's something that I, I struggle with as well, because sometimes I wonder if I'm, if I'm not being active enough or, or if I'm, or if I'm, you know, focusing too on a certain set of connections and neglecting others, but okay. I think um, sharing updates is 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 uh, is helpful. For, I've this is something that I've noticed recently on LinkedIn. But people sharing updates when they've you know acquired a new skill or when they've um, you know begun training for something or uh, you know re- reaching out to your network and and kind of letting them know where you're at, whether it's within a job search or where you are in your professional development journey. Um, and again, connecting with people who are kind of in that same stage or who can help you get to the next stage, um, I, I think is helpful. Um, in terms of, you know, just keeping keeping your, your network warm or your contacts warm, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with just with just checking in. Yeah. Um, this is something that I've, I've had to get, I've had to get more comfortable doing, but I have contacts who, even if I don't have any 
pressing, um, I guess, request of them, even if I'm not asking them for, you know, resume help or, or an introduction. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have contacts where I reach out to just every few months or so just to say hello and, and see how things are going and, you know, figure out how things are, are going on in their life. Because I, I think when you do that, when you keep those contacts warm, it makes it easier to um, to then turn to them when you actually do need help. It's a, it's a bit awkward when, you know, you you haven't spoken to someone in six months and then you yeah. see on their LinkedIn that they may know the hiring manager for a job and you say, hey, can you recommend me for this yeah. role? And then you wonder why they haven't responded to you. It's like, well, you haven't spoken in six months. So. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean there. Um, it's, it's hard. It is hard, but I think it kind of... <sighs> I was thinking more about this yesterday, actually, about putting yourself out there and, you know, making sure you keep in touch with like connections. I was, I was then I got to thinking about, you know, in sort of today's, obviously, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm like 90 years old, but like in today's hyper digital, that sounded very ageist. <laughs> in today's hyper digital <laughs> age, um, what's like, you know, it's online presence is huge, um, particularly if you're Massive. in a network you know in, in the customer success field where there's you know like linkedin for example like you know how much of an how much what role does linkedin play in getting the sorry i phrased that awfully like what role does an online <laughs> presence such as how you know being on linkedin and posting consistently play in you know the hiring process because i think this is probably quite a, a good thing to end on really because it's kind of practical and i don't know hopefully hopefully for our listeners like easy win advice but how can candidates optimize their profiles and stay engaged with the customer success community? Because it's huge, isn't it? You know, it's, and it's yeah. a case of like, how often do you post um, what you should be doing? Like, I don't know if you've got any tips on that because it's, for me, it's just fascinating. Um, Cause I'm not, <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you're not a particularly outgoing person, it's quite hard. Like I think we touched on this a few times. I mean, maybe I'm being a bit biased, being a bit of like a wallflower, but you know, putting yourself out there, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. a bit, it's a bit of a big deal, especially if you're, you know, in between jobs and you're maybe not feeling you're hundred percent yourself. Um, right. Yeah. Right. I know. Curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, you're right. It is, and, and this is again, something that I, I, I wrestle with personally because you're absolutely right. I, I don't always feel like being super active and, and putting myself out there and kind of announcing myself to the world. I don't think you have to necessarily do that, but I think um, there's value in kind of uh, in maintaining, you know, at least a, a decent online presence and, and making sure people know that you're, you're staying active and, and you're you're not working currently that you're working on developing yourself um you know i the posts i love reading on linkedin the most nowadays um yeah i mean they're some of them are professional some of them are related to cs but i also just love reading about people's life updates like i like hearing about someone who said that they you know recently climbed a mountain and that was an interesting challenge for them yeah. um and, and that was that's that made them feel accomplished or you know they they uh, took time to unplug for the day and just spend time with their kids. Um, you know, I, I think maintaining an online presence is, is really important as a professional, but I think going back to what we were talking about with, um, with hiring managers and wanting to know that they're getting a person, I think maintaining an online presence and showing that you're just, you know, a person like everybody yeah. else is okay too. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you need to you stress out too much about coming off as the perfect um, yeah. CS professional or software professional online because none of us are. 
really, and, and I don't think any of, or any, anyone's really looking for that. At least I, that's what I tell myself. Yeah. For better, right? I hope that. I hope that's the case. No, it sounds like it sounds honestly like sage advice, and I'm really glad you said that because I think there's there probably is quite a lot of pressure to be posting every day and po- making you know, yeah. and, and then and then that kind of detracts from the reason you're doing it. Like people just doing it for likes and reactions. Sure. Like yeah. it's not really sorry to make this very customer success not very value led you know there's not really any value in your <laughs> like you're not being very you know you're not yeah. actually it's not being authentic if you know what i mean um exactly yeah, yeah. linkedin's a minefield though <laughs> like an absolute it minefield. Really, is. <laughs> really really is I've, I've been using it for years now and i'm still i still manage to be surprised by it every day which is interesting <laughs> no absolutely i'm with you there oh well unfortunately that's the end that i think we've come to the end of the episode um but thank you so much, Romeo, for joining me on this podcast. I think I've really enjoyed talking to you about this because it's it's something that's applicable for loads of people. And you've shared some really, really interesting tips um, that I hadn't even thought of before for, you know, positioning, positioning yourself and positioning your experience. So thank you so much. And I hope that any listeners who maybe are thinking about the next move, their next career move or, you know, currently undergoing it, um, hopefully they've picked up some really helpful tips because... I think there's been a lot of things you've said here that I, you know, really, really resonated with. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is, this has been really great. I, I hope some of what I've shared has been useful, but um, this has been really oh, enjoyable. Has. So thank you for having me. Oh, no, pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.